Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Kind. Make It Kind. M-I-P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. Sisters and brothers, on this day that, first of all, we hope people are being safe and responsible, not being selfish and running around and spreading COVID. Um... This is a these are dangerous times. Some folks are stubborn, want to go visit folk and need to just chill. But also, I mean, it, it speaks to our commitment to one another. Now, I used to get in trouble. I don't get in much trouble as I used to because I rarely call this day Thanksgiving. I call it Thanksgiving. Um, people used to say, oh, that's so confrontational and so controversial. But I did it on purpose. I wanted to be controversial because I wanted people to think about the opposite of the imagery that is marketed to us on this day. It wasn't no friendly sit down, lovey-dovey kumbaya thing with the pilgrims. We know what happened to the native people, to the indigenous people, uh, and we should be in solidarity with them at all times. So even though I know people like to celebrate family, and every day is a good day to give thanks to God for what God has blessed you with. But also today, we must think about our sisters and brothers who are the indigenous people and who suffered uh, genocide just for being who they are, just for being here. Dick Gregory used to say, if he was sitting in his car and you just showed up and said, I discovered your car, you're like, well, I'm already sitting here. <laughs> so that's what happened here in America. So one another opportunity to speak to one of our dear sister queens and um, talk to her about what this day means to her, what it means to her people, what it should mean to us. Um, she comes from good stock. Apples don't fall too far from the tree. Her mother was one of the most uh, uh, passionate indigenous activists in her life. Uh, and our sister is also 
dealing with her own personal struggles. So why not talk to an indigenous person on this day? I think we can do that. Um, and so we're happy to have with us the queen, Queen Yonazda, Lone Wolf. <laughs> Thank hey. you so much, Mark. And thank you for always providing a platform for indigenous people. Even before you met me, you was always providing a platform for indigenous people. And a lot of people do not respect that. The first, mm. they only talk, want to talk about it around Thanksgiving. <laughs> Right. They did to us, and but not creating and making sure that we're always present at the table. So thank you so much for that. Well, it's 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 I thank you for that, and it, it's an honor to have you. So your mom, yes, how would she? What would she do on this day? How would she mark this European holiday? So my mother Juanetta Lone Wolf. This is her. This is a beaded medallion that Michaela did for me. She beaded my mother. This was my mother's favorite holiday. Mm. Yeah. It was my mother's favorite holiday for the reason of it's a national day of mourning. It's Thanksgiving, but she was like, we're going to make it our own. So growing up for me, she would make, she would, it, she would feed the entire community of Phoenix, Arizona and say, come on to Thanksgiving. And they're thinking, what? Like she, and then she'll say, okay, well, since we're all gathered, let me teach you the real Thanksgiving and the national day of mourning. That's what she would do. So this is a time, my tribe, I'm Ogallala Lakota from Pine Ridge, South Dakota. We have over 500 tribes. That's 500 different cultures, 500 different um, stories, what happened on different lands, all of that stuff. But this day for the Eastern tribes of the Pequot and the Wampanoag and the Shinnecock, those tribes there, I specifically really pray for them because those were their direct ancestors that sat down with the pilgrims and they were murdered. And um, But they're still here today. Yeah. Then a good friend of mine by the name of Shanae, she's Shinnecock, she said that the today, in 2020, the elders will always talk about how Boston, Massachusetts, Plymouth Rockwood say, well, come and talk about the real Thanksgiving, but don't talk about the horrible story. Like, keep it light. Keep it light. And they would like say, you know, come and out. We're, we we want to talk about how we are now you know, coming together now and having Thanksgiving dinner and, but keep it light when you talk about the real Thanksgiving. Mm. So this is a hard time for First Nation people. This is a hard season for First Nation people because we just got out of so-called Christopher Columbus days. That was October. So you have October Christopher Columbus day that we're really working hard to reclaim as Indigenous Peoples Day because Christopher Columbus didn't celebrate America. Then right after Christopher, so-called Christopher Columbus Day, it's Halloween. Halloween, everyone wants to dress up as Native Americans and make mockery like we're some historical figures that once lived this land. And then so we're seeing, and I'm talking about everyone, not just white folks, black folks, yeah. Mexican. Like, I mean, they, they, they dress up like we're a costume. So we have this huge campaign. We are not a costume. We are not a mascot. Then we come into November. 
But November is special because November is Native American Heritage Month. But the only day everyone wants to acknowledge us during this season is Thanksgiving. Mm. Not acknowledging November 1st all the way to the end. So I'm, so me being Black and Native American, I look at this month as it's hard for me because my Native side, my mother's side, I'm like, I'm not seeing Black facts every single day of the month where corporations are saying a black fact, a black history month fact. Let's learn about this. They did it. You know, they really corporations go huge for black history month. People go all out for black history month, but for November, we don't see a native American historical fact of not just of then, but the natives of today that are accomplishing and doing so many great things. So then the only time they want to acknowledge us is Thanksgiving, Macy's Day Parade. You know, they want to invite the natives and go down a parade. Then, you know, we're seeing and everyone's talking about uh, the natives, the, uh, the pilgrims and the Indians. And then they're saying, oh, but they everyone will be gathered around the table eating and say, they, they, you know, they're talking, they may talk about it. They killed all the Indians. No, they didn't kill us all. We're still here. And you are celebrating our genocide. You're, and you're, you're celebrating our genocide, our, those that have been murdered on this day. Mm, mm, mm. What are some of, and you and I have talked about different issues over the years, some of them urgent at different moments. This Native American Heritage Month, this day, what are some of the the urgent issues that the First Nation community is dealing with right now and, and that are facing? Right now, I'm going to since we're talking about Thanksgiving and the natives of the eastern region, they're really dealing with um, land that are they are trying to build homes on burial sites and not allow. Yeah, straight on grave sites. And uh, from their ancestors and not allow and then they, they're not allowing for the natives from those tribes um, and not, not asking permission on their lands. They're fighting for their lands right now and they're they're fighting to um, keep their burial grounds in their their um, their historical artifacts. They dig up these grave sites and, and take them and put them in museums and all of that stuff. We're still fighting for not your mascot. You and Baba Dick Gregory worked so hard on for years. My mother, too, Russell Means, Dennis Banks, you know, worked so hard for the Washington R skins to take off the R skins because we're not we're not that, you know. Right. And so they did that. Um, but there's other teams that still haven't done that yet. Yeah. So people act like they don't know that. Yeah. I mean, just to be clear, y'all, Braves. Yep. Indians, yep. Seminoles, yep. Hawks, yep. And not to mention the myriad of, of high schools and schools. Yes. What else got to go? Yeah. So you could go to indigenouspeoplesmovement.com or notyourmascot.org to be involved in that in that Not Your Mascot campaign on a elementary level schools all the way to collegiate to professional teams, sport teams. Um, another thing is still these. These goddamn oil pipelines. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there's Line Six in in Minnesota. Um, shout out to Tara Hauska 
That is, um, you interviewed her one time. She's fighting so hard in Minnesota on this line six that's trying to go through um, her tribe. Canada, they are fighting so hard on these tar sands and these oils, you know, these oil um, fields that they're, they're going in. And, and, and then also missing and murdered indigenous women are becoming even more. And um, but you know what? I, indigenous people's movement. Um, we and other coalition organizations, we worked hard on getting that indigenous vote. And I knew, and I said to my people, a part of the coalition, I said, we will be heard when they see us in black and white as Native Americans. Mm. And this election, they saw us in black and white. And they're like, oh, there was a sign that I saw that of a white supremacist at a march that said, Blacks and Native Americans, we're coming after you. It said, Black women and Native Americans, we're coming after you. Mm. Mm. We are. So, and I looked, I said, Wow, look at prophecy being fulfilled. What I mean by that is that once before, Blacks and Natives were together fighting this common enemy. We was also together fighting against, um, we, we cried together, we communed together, we made families together. We was on that trail of tears together, many wars together. And then we got these, this government separated us by putting blacks in the hood and, and closer to the slave master and natives on the reservations and we separated. Now they're looking at these two great nations of people as a threat because we showed them in black and white that we're still here, that we're still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, curious, we just had the census too. Yep. How do First Nation people, indigenous people interact with the census? And, and I'm imagining it's as fraught with issues as it is for you know, black and brown people. We fought hard to make sure that everyone counted. That was another huge campaign. We went hard on that census because not only to show that we're still here and where our numbers at, I believe we are at 6 million Native Americans. They're saying by 2064, it's going to be about 10 million of us. Um, we fought hard on that because also too for grants, we don't get money from, we don't, go, the government don't just cut us a check. We have to, just like a, any 501 C3, we have to apply, our tribe has to apply for grants and a try uh, apply for money. You know, so we needed to also show that, you know, that we need that. Because we are sovereign nation. We're a nation within a nation. We have our own tribal president, tribal government, our own police, everything. And we fiend for ourselves. And some tribes are good in business and some tribes are not. So they're, they're needing the to get grants and pull in scholarships and all of that stuff. So we also needed to show that we're still here in that area as well. Yeah. You have to apply for grants on your own land. Yeah. Um, I know. Exactly. That's something. Yeah. Um, you um, of late has have also been a, a source of great inspiration to us all as you are dealing with a personal struggle, so to speak. 
tell our audience about that, if you would. So I've been a national community organizer and an activist and on the front line since birth. I've been right there helping so many people. My, my heart, my love, my purpose is for the people and with the people and to be a service to the people. Um, I have, um, and that, that alone was my, my purpose, help the people. My mother died a full blown um, of stage four lung cancer um, and she never smoked in 2003. And um, last December I was getting chest, um, chest pain and back pain. And they thought they didn't know what was in my lungs. They was like, what's in your lungs? We seeing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff in your lungs, in both of your lungs. So they thought I had asthma or they thought it was something I breathed, I breathed in. And I was like, okay, um, there's about 50 people since Standing Rock. We was all in Standing Rock that have been diagnosed with cancer. And I, um, so I went to another, um, I went to another doctor for a second opinion. And they said, let's just go ahead and do a biopsy. During COVID in April, I got a biopsy. They went into my lungs, took out some of the spot, the different things that they saw in my lungs. Um, May 29th, I put together a solidarity march for George Floyd in Atlanta, Georgia. So in less than 24 hours. That morning before I would go to CNN building, I was like, let me go down, you know, and talk to my doctor. I'm gonna get my results and I'm ahead and go fight for, be, to show everyone that Atlanta standing with George Floyd, family, justice for George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. Um, I get, I talked to my doctor. My doctor said, you want the, you want the good news and the bad news. I said, just give it to me, doc. He said, you have andiocarcinoma. I broke down, Mark. I screamed because I knew what andiocarcinoma is because that's exactly what my mother had, lung cancer. My life flashed right before my eyes. The first thing I thought about was my sons. I'm a single mother. I'm not married. It's just I take care of my son, everything. And I'm like, who is... My life, and I, and then I begin to look at purpose. What is my purpose? How am I going to live the rest of my life? Mm. I'm a serve service to everyone else. How can I be selfish? Mm. I don't know how to be selfish. I don't know how to receive love because all I know how to do is give, give, give. Mm. I was met. And down at the CNN building, and it we was we was it was twenty thousand people waiting for us. And I'm sitting there like, oh my god, I have cancer. Okay, I gotta serve the people. I gotta help the people. And I took, I just was like, I'm not gonna think about cancer. I see my oncologist in about three weeks. I'm not gonna see my. Uh, I'm just gonna focus on the people. Focus on police brutality, get with Mayor Keisha Bottoms, make some changes, get our demands met. We did all of that. Mayor Keisha Bottoms did a um, executive order of the Obama policing, you know, policing act. And um, we made a lot of changes within those two to three weeks. Didn't think of, I didn't want to think about the cancer. I text you. I text my close loved ones. You are one of those, Mark. And I text you and I said, I have cancer, but I don't want to talk right now. I needed to process that. Thank you for, 
for um, listening to me and respecting that space I needed. July, I was like, okay, it's time for me to just um, get by the water, figure out what my purpose is. How can I be selfish? This past couple of months, Mark, has been has been hard for me. I'm on a daily chemo pill. So it's not like I go in and then, you know, and I get rejuvenated again and then I'm sick. And then I take a chemo pill every single day. My hair started to fall out. <clears throat> I just recently cut my hair because um, I was like, I'm not going to allow cancer to take my hair. I'm going to take my hair. I'm going to do this on my terms. Um, I've lost weight. I have been through my son, my nine-year-old son, Shamar, mm. has been such a, an amazing helper to me. Um, my friends some come and say, I'm just going to spend the day with you. In this process, I feel like, okay, I have a purpose still to fulfill. How mm. do I help my people? The Honorable Ms. Louis Farrakhan, who is also my grandfather, I always go back to his speeches or his books or something, be back in alignment of purpose. We have a study, a study guide of it's the basis, the basis of community development is self-improvement. And I was like, okay, the basis of community development is self-improvement. Hashim and Zinga for the new Black Panther Party he just recently passed away of cancer. I was very close to Hashim. And I asked Hashim, I said, that, that before he passed away, you're battling this cancer. How are you able to, because I know you want to be on the front lines. Mm -hmm. I, you've been on the front lines for as long as I've known you. And he's, he's, he's older than me. Um, and he was all like, he said, sis, for the first time, I'm getting a bird's eye view of everything within the movement and where we're lacking and where we need work in and things like that. And he said this to me when I first found out I had cancer. In August, I was like, I was able to see a bird's eye view of what we as activists in the community, what we are missing. And that is self-improvement. So I created a space called Revolutionary Healing. Because I was like, we as community organizers, we always talk about mental health, go get counseling, right, right. go do yoga, go do meditation, right. go work out, go eat good, learn, go buy a house, learn about finance. But we don't create free platforms and spaces for our people to get these resources right. and, to, and to begin to heal for community development. We so triggered off of so many things, male and female relationships. We do not allow our men to speak as women. We suppress, uh, don't cry. Even as, 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 as men, as when they were little boys with their mothers, what you wanna talk, man, go do your chores, go upstairs. Can't talk, there's no communication. So now grown men are having a hard time to communicate. And then when we do communicate, we're like, us women can't take it. It's too strong. <laughs> it's too strong. It's too truthful. So we're like, man, why you got to say you're mean? You're the we constantly suppress our men. We have there's a lot of things that are lacking 
of why we are not free as people of color. So I created Revolutionary Healing where no one knows who's going to be there. No, I don't put the celebrity names, the presenters. It just says Revolutionary Healing. Mm. And I find a space outside because of COVID. And it's a limited amount of um, RSVP tickets to get, free tickets to get. Um, because of COVID, but I find a space outside in Georgia. They don't know where they're going to come until they RSVP and they get their, you know, get their RSVP. And they don't know who the presenters are going to be or anything. And I do five healing sessions on each hour. So they are able, and whatever their spirit is calling them to, whether it's yoga, meditation, whatever it is, then they come. We have been successful and we've had, we've sold out of our tickets about 150 people. Wow. Since September. On the third Sunday of every month. And it's been healing for me because I told myself and my crew, we're not going to make this. We're not going to go because you know I know how to promote an event. I'm like, we're not going to do the media. We're going to do this very grassroots route. Whoever feels they see revolutionary healing, if they're being called to it, they go. And I said, and we are going to be in these healing sessions. We're not going to be running around. Is everyone good? To do? No, we're going to sit and be in these healing sessions because we need healing. I need healing. I need healing. So we're going to revolutionize our way of healing. This past Sunday, I wanted to do a Friendsgiving and to teach. I did exactly what my mother did to me when I was little and all of, you know, for thanks for thanks taking. Get everyone together and teach you all the real Thanksgiving. And we had Shanae come and do a dem- uh, an exhibit, a, a live exhibit. She, she showed how they cook traditionally rabbit, duck soup. Mm. Show, and she did songs and taught them about the real Thanksgiving. We had uh, Red Pill, I mean, Red Pill, Blue Pill, 19 Keys, um, Supreme Understanding, talk about aligning your chakras and generational wealth and learning about financial literacy. I had a, a group from Brazil come down to do to, um, to teach Capoeira. Keith IMC kept the spiritual tone of teaching everyone Native American songs. And we was on a black farm called Your, Your Faith Farms, a black farm. This brother owns 31 acres of land and has over 20 horses of rescue horses. And we all went horseback riding. Wow. And hugged on these horses and communed with because horses have strong medicine. So that's what we did. And I and and everyone felt filled up. So the next one, I'm taking December off because that's um my mother passed December 21st, 2003, you know, and so um because of the fact that I have lung cancer, you know, it's kind of tr- it's now pr- triggering me, you know. So December is gonna be off. Um, we're not going to do it, but January 17th, the day before uh, Martin Luther King's birthday, we're going to have one and we're going to do it up in Blue Ridge Mountains in Elijah, Georgia. And um, so we're going to that's going to be the next one. So that's going to be very special. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, that's my new front line. Mm-hmm. That's my new front line mm-hmm. is to be able to create a space of community and revolutionaries. And different people of all walks of life in order for us to have a strong foundation of community development. So we can make it. That is so necessary. So little attention is given in that way. Shoot, I could use some of that. So uh, <laughs> you need to come. You need to come. 
again, folks, as I said, you know, her, her spirit uh, feeds all of us. You know, many who might be in her position might be in a state of panic and despair and depression, but she's up and she's helping others. And I know that that is the spirit of her mother uh, who is with us and is guiding you. I'm sure you can hear her voice. I do. I, I, I feel her guiding me. Um, since I, I, I let everyone know publicly that I have cancer in August after I processed this. And um, so many people have been hitting me up and they have been silently not letting anyone know they have it and it's, and, and cancer as well. And it's been inspiring for them. Um, I would say this is that through my, through my pain, I made a decision that I want to live. I want to live. No matter how sick I get, no matter what I go through and all of that, I have a determined mindset. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told me, he said, this is going to be mental more than, he said, you're going to be in pain physically. You're going to go through that, but it's going to be very mental. And I realized that, that as long as I have a determined mindset that I want to live, don't have pity on me that I have lung cancer. This is a path that the creator has given me that I don't know what the reason is, but I'm allowing and accepting this path of whatever I need to get from this. But don't have pity on me. This I understand why Shadwick Bozeman didn't let everyone know he had cancer because he didn't want to be viewed as cancer. He didn't want to be viewed. He wouldn't have got the role of Black Panther if it was public and or those that in his casting or whatever knew that he had cancer. He worked through and worked. I asked the Honorable Miss Louis Farrakhan, I said, how did you, with you when you battled with prostate cancer, how did you continue to help the people? Did you conflict with that, with being selfish and serving the people? And, and then he said, I worked through the pain. He said, that was kept me going. That's what helped me fight. I work through the pain and you know, Mark firsthand that, that our, you know, my grandfather, the minister worked through the pain, you know? Yeah. And so with Shadwick, Shadwick passing, I took it hard, but then I realized, I said, I don't want people to see me and view me as she has cancer. You can't don't invite her for this. Or she may not, she might be sick. She might be there. No, invite me. Don't, don't treat me differently. Don't treat me differently. I am not this cancer. I am your Nyasaha Lone Wolf, Wachakbe Olawanwi, star song woman, a mother, a sister, an auntie. Powerful. And a, a metaphor for the struggle of our people, Black and Native. Yes. Our pe as a people collectively, we've had to work through and survive pain overall. Uh, and deal with it in a, in a spiritual way. Folks, I wanted you to hear her, particularly on this day. Um, and we will be hearing more from her assuredly. Please keep her in your prayers. And as she has asked us to think of those indigenous people, First Nation people in the East, especially um, today on this day, as you also, we hope, are, are being safe in terms of your celebrations. Um, give us the website one more time for everything so we can, people can keep up. For Revolutionary Healing, you just go on Instagram. It's Revolutionary Healing underscore um, to be involved on Indigenous um, 
the plight of indigenous people all over the world, not just in America, but all over the world as well as indigenouspeoplesmovement.com. Thank you, Mark, for being a, a coalition partner with us, with Indigenous Peoples Movement and hosting the Indigenous Peoples March that, that we didn't know was going to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> it sure did. It was amazing. It and was we were right there like, what is all that noise? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And it was amazing. And thank you for including me. God bless you, Queen. God bless uh, your mother's ancestral spirit. Thank you uh, for spending this time with us. And, and we're going to continue to pray for you. And uh, we're so thankful uh, for your vigilance as well. Okay. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you too. All right. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, subscribe. And wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.